welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Decap Attack for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Decap Attack was developed by Vic Tokai and published by Sega in North America in September of 1991, in Europe in November of 1991, and never in Japan, because this was a reskin of Magical Hat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Did you look at any Magical Hat gameplay? Uh, Yeah, I looked at some pictures and stuff, uh, compared some, you know, side by side. Very interesting. Now, Vic Tokai, they are uh, Clash of Demon Head of fame. Mm -hmm. And they did not have the rights to the anime that the Magic Hat game was based on outside of Japan. So therefore, they couldn't release it with those graphics anywhere else. Did you watch that anime? No. (laughs) Uh, And so they actually, not only did they redesign the sprites themselves, but they redesigned all the levels as well. Yes, they are very different looking. Yeah, from top to bottom. And then a couple other changes in Japan. It's a one-hit kill game. Yeah. I also read somewhere that this game is somewhere in the family of Psycho Fox and Kid Cool. It is, definitely. Um, I have played Psycho Fox a bit for Sega Master System, and uh, I-, I played Kid Cool just to check it out after I-, I read that as well. And they're very similar in the way your momentum and stuff carries mm. you. You always have a thing you throw that's not Can't a Can't wait to talk about that momentum. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I can say that, especially with Psycho Fox, uh, this game handles way better. It's almost uncontrollable because you go from zero to 60 in two steps. Like you're it's it's crazy. But this seems to be a a better take on that. Now, it seems as though this game has uh, been lost to the Internet's uh, memory. There's very little information about it out there, which is interesting because this game was also a long-running comic strip in the UK Sonic comic book. Yeah, I, I saw that too. What a crazy, uh, it crept in there, huh? Yeah, it was written and um, drawn by what could be the most British name I've heard in a while. <laughs> okay. Nigel Kitching. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, it was really popular. It ran in there for quite a while. I read some of them. They're pretty good. It doesn't have a lot to do with the game itself besides starring Chuck D. Head. Sure, sure. But nonetheless, it was, you know, fairly humorous. Sure, I'm sure, you know, having a, a sentient head that is not your own is a comedic premise, you know, that it's gold, Jerry. Comedy gold. Well, Nick, what kind of game is... Decap Attack. It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Oh, platforms abound. Indeed, indeed. And in this game, uh, you run and jump. You do. And you have one heck of a jump. Sure. And, you know, uh, it, of course, depends on your your variable momentum and speed that, you know, it calculates in. But it gives you quite uh, the ability to get some real hang time and some, some big jumps if you're moving fast enough. For sure. Although all those variables also lead to some... Kind of confusing and squirrely <laughs> parameters. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure. 
But one cool thing about this jump that I kind of ignored at the beginning of the game uh, is you get like you can press the jump button while you're in the air to get a kind of raccoon tail. Yeah, it's very flutter. much like the raccoon tail. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now, that's not in the other games. So that okay. helps a lot for your ability to navigate. Oh, I I basically did that on the way down from every jump because I found that's the only way to reliably land where I want it. Sure, it it definitely helps a ton. It looks a little goofy, but it is pretty fun. Yeah, it kind of looks like Luigi Super Mario Bros. 2 style, kicking in the air. Now, in this game, you star as Chuck D. Head. Mm-hmm. Quite a great pun name. Indeed. And when you start, you are just a headless mummy. Uh, yeah. But your face or head has been grafted to your chest. It's bizarre and kind of gross, really. Indeed. And your main form of attacking is not chucking your head. It isn't instead somehow headbutting from your chest. Yeah, the, the manual refers to it as a punch, so I, I will from here on out, but it's strange, but it is. And it it's is, also kind of it, gross. It's like it a is. fleshy pseudopod that ends in eyes and I guess a mouth that comes out. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is definitely not a punch. I will say that. And it is a, a very short range attack, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhat awkward, but it is not the preferred attack in the game. Correct. Although we should also mention that with your jump, uh, you can stomp on most enemies that are not spiked. Uh, so you have that as well. Oh, that's true. That is true. Now, you can also find a second head, and those are in these pedestals. Yes, they're the shrunken head statues. You'll see them everywhere. And uh, what all, well, we'll get to what all you'll find in them. But uh, one of the things you'll find early on and fairly often when you don't have one is a skull that you can stick on your head. It's your second head, and that's the head you throw. Yes, you throw it out. It'll bounce around, hurting enemies and such. And then after a certain amount of time, it boomerangs back to you. Yeah, but at no point does it move in a straight line. No, it comes out of like an arc. You, you're, it's, it's like a true little like lob. It bounces a bit, and then it kind of swoops back onto your head. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I found that return to be the most reliable form of hitting things. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, it helps a lot, I think. And it's fun, too, because, you know, it, it'll land somewhere for a second or so once you've thrown it. So if it's, say, a boss or something and you can land it on it and it just sits there. That's how I killed it. every boss, <laughs> every great. boss that stood on the ground. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Now, okay. um, let's talk about these uh, pedestals. What did you call them? Shrunken head statues. Shrunken head statues. Now, what else do you find in these shrunken head statues? Uh, all kinds of stuff. They're they're your question block, if you will. Um, you know, of course, you get the skull. You will also find a variety of potions that mm-hmm. you you know you have an inventory of. But you know, we can talk about those more later. Uh, you'll find hearts, which of course are your your life currency. You have a life meter with up to three hearts. You can change that in the option menu, and you can uh, you find more hearts throughout the game as well. Yeah, you you can find some of those to to power you up, and each heart is worth two hits. And yeah, that's a little confusing as well. They're pretty cool looking because they look like a an anatomical heart, not a heart symbol. Yeah, I do love that. It is great. Sometimes you will find enemies uh, inside these little ghosts that will you always j- freak me out. Yeah, you j- almost always have the chance to kill them before they can even move. So you just kind of get in that habit of when you break one down, you attack again immediately, just in case. You can also find one-ups in there, mm-hmm. which are a hilarious little, not not a portrait, but a, like a little doll of yourself that runs away when you bring it out. You got to catch it. 
Yeah, that's kind of a pain sometimes. It can be. It's 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 it, it, they're not that fast, but it's it always gets me like nerve. I'm always like, oh gosh, gotta get it, gotta get it for sure. And then of course you can find these uh, bonus coins, which I believe scattered throughout every world i don't know how you want to divide the things up you can find up to five and then eventually you'll get to use them in a bonus game yes the bonus game can't wait to talk about that now let's talk about uh this life here like you said when you start the game you do have a couple options uh you can change the amount of life you start with yeah um you can i think it starts at three hearts and you can take it down no it starts at two i think starts at two okay I, i went with three I was afraid to move it. Oh, I, I well, I was totally cheating as we'll get to, so I didn't care. And uh, the cool part is it has, does have a sound test there, but also control changes. Yes. Amen. I love it. You know, we're huge fans of that for sure. But, you know, the life situation in this game, you're, you're always looking out for that life because it's not very common to find extra life in this game. And it does not refill between levels. Nope. Only between worlds. Which is crazy. Uh, it's... But you're always on the lookout for, you know, spare hearts hanging out. You know, there's usually one or two in a given level. So, yeah, it is Castlevania style. You do want to destroy every single one of those shrunken head statues you find because that is the way you get back your health and, you know, all those special items. I I do want to mention that unlike Castlevania, these shrunken head statues, if you go through a level and die, any ones that you have opened will already be open. They won't respawn. Although all the things you collected, you will still have. So those will only reset if you continue. Uh, true, because we did actually forget the most important thing you find in those. That is the special item. Yes. the the Oh, yeah, that's true. There is a special item in every world that you have to get or something. Yeah, and if you, or you don't, get to fit, you don't get to leave the level, the final level. After you defeat the boss, if you don't have that item, you just have to go back and find it. Okay. See, I I didn't experiment with that because I always seem to find it. I I didn't really. I did not always seem to find it. So I went back Uh quite a few times. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And as we said, you do find potions in these. And these are like the real fun part of the game because there are six different potions. That's right. And I wish I would have used my potions a little more than I did in my first playthrough. I I probably last playthrough, but we'll we'll talk about that. Oh, I see. I used uh, a few of them semi-frequently and some of them barely at all but i i found them to be pretty useful in certain parts especially later in the game oh yeah there's a couple i did use uh, to make the game easier and we'll talk about those but they all have really fun names that make it impossible to know what they do that's true yes uh fortunately they are different colored and they're in slightly different beakers and such but if you don't have the instruction manual you're out of luck like you have to go look up this instruction manual otherwise you have no idea what each potion is yeah, you, you just kind of have to learn it. You Yeah, and you oh, access there is them. A, yeah. Actually, I, I forgot. There is a way to ask the two doctors or whatever that we'll talk about in a minute uh, what each one does, but it takes so long Yeah, yeah. that, that it drove me nuts. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just looking up the instruction manual. Yeah, yeah. So our first potion is the Xenon potion. Mm-hmm. It, it is red, and it causes an earthquake. And that which... hurts everything on the screen. Yeah, so... Didn't really use it much. No. Uh, I used it at, at some bosses. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can see that. Next up is the Swill Potion. Yeah, this is blue. Mm-hmm. And it surrounds you in a ball of protective light. Yeah, so you are invincible for a solid... It's, I think they all last 10 seconds. Not long enough. <laughs> and uh, then we have Trioxy, which 
is a ball of light weapon. I, I used it a couple times and I could never tell what it was truly doing. Like it'll fly out and hit an enemy once, I guess. Yeah, it, it seems like it's a long range projectile that's heat sinking, but I did not have any luck with it. And if you use it when there's no enemies on the screen, I think it just flies away. Like I thought I might be able to shoot something different or, but no, it just seems to, I don't know. It's kind of a, kind of a letdown. And if you think our um, descriptions of these are a little vague, just go check out the one FAQ on the internet about this game. And <laughs> they didn't even bother to mention the potions in it. So, oh, I was come very on, bummed. <laughs> well, you need to do one and, and fix it for him. I'll get right on that. You a potion guide in text format. Yes. Next up is the free is. Yeah, this is a green potion. I know, it should be blue. Yeah, yeah, you'd think. And it freezes all of the enemies, which is all right. Yeah, I use it once or twice, you know. Next uh, up, Nick. Oh, and next up is Klaxi. I use this one. This one, yes, this is a, I think it's also red or orange, but it's in kind of a double, it's a little different. It's like the little tube, uh, chemistry tubes, uh, as opposed to a big beaker, but it makes you run faster and jump higher. And is pretty useful for certain areas. You know, again, it's only 10 seconds, but there are certain tight spots where if you don't feel like trying to do some other tricky maneuvers, I, I don't know, it can allow you to get past some some troubling uh, jumps, etc. Yeah, later on in the very final level or, or next to last level, there was a spot where I couldn't figure out even how to get up without using it. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have the Ooze O2. Yes, Ooze O2. <laughs> and this is orange. And it makes you reach farther and punch harder. And does that mean the reach of your chest head? Yes. Okay. And I use this uh, a bit too. Uh, sometimes it's, again, 10 seconds. It's, it does what it says. It makes it a little, quite a bit easier to hit things. Sometimes bosses, you know, you can stay a little farther away when you're blasting them with your head punch. Mm-hmm. In, in addition, you know, it puts a little 10 second timer on the screen typically, but each of the potions actually has a 10 or 11 second musical theme. So that wow. also lets you know uh, <laughs> when it's about to, to run out. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, when you're making a your way around the levels in this game, there are a couple um, things to look out for besides the shrunken head statues. There are uh, jumping blocks that help you get around. Yeah, they have a little arrow and when you jump on one. <laughs> the manual calls them bone bonkers. I guess a little skull comes out and pushes you, but I couldn't really tell that through play. Right. And then there's the pole, and it is a really weird situation. You jump on it, it swings back and forth. You can kind of increase its momentum. Yeah. But I, I avoided these at all costs. I, yeah, I mean, I would try it and swing around a bit, but it's never really required. It's just kind of in levels. Yeah, thank God. You know, so, yeah, you don't really have to mess with it if you don't choose to. And then if you do find that special item and defeat the boss of a world, then you do get a bonus game. And in this bonus game, you take the number of coins you found. Each coin uh, gives you an extra chuck, and you set them on a path. Now, this is much like uh, the bonus games and uh, some other game we played. You might recognize it from the spider boss in Mega Man X. I believe it's called... Yeah. Amida Kuji games. So, okay. Uh, it's cool. A Japanese thing. Uh, it, it's yeah. semi common, but hard to describe. Yeah. It's basically you choose a path, and then when you go, the character or whatever makes its way up. And every time it hits a joint, it'll take that joint to the left, to the right, whatever the rules of this one is. Mm -hmm. And then you're hoping it gets at the end to one of the prize lanes. Now, what makes this bonus game more interesting is that 
um, you can use those extra chucks to put one in every lane that you have a coin for. Yeah, if you get all five, then you're set. Yeah, and you can just be like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to lose two or three of them, but I will get the bonus life and the bonus potions. Yeah, there's typically, what is it typically? There's one destination that's extra life or lives that seems to change depending on something. And then yeah. two different potions, I think, or maybe a heart or something. But yeah, free prizes, take them. I just always just, you know, however many I, coins I had, I just, that's how many I, lanes I used. Yeah, yeah. And you can't even see the end of the track. So there's no point in like, it's just all guessing. There's no point. In, there's no strategy. No. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we did mention you have lives in this game. You start with uh, two. I think three. Three. And when you die, you do start over at the beginning of the level. Mm-hmm. But as you said, all of the things you have destroyed or collected, you still have. Which can be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. It's good when you're looking for that stupid special item. Because <laughs> at least you know which one's you've destroyed you have only a few left to look through yeah yeah but this game does have continues yeah i'm not sure if it's numbered it doesn't tell you how many i i ended up using one i think it could i think it is infinite um but i don't know i'm just so good (laughs) at cheating that i didn't use any (laughs) the master Well, Nick, this is a game not made by Sega, but published by Sega. So did they do right by it in the manual department? Uh, kind of. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's I say a, that like I didn't look at this whole manual, but yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's got some value, I guess. Uh, you know, it's 20 pages, black and white. Mm-hmm. Zero art to be seen, but... Which is a, of, a big letdown. Yeah, yeah. But there's lots of screenshots, I guess. Get a brief but weird and kind of incomplete story where you are Chuck D. Head, who was created by Dr. Frank N. Stein to stop Max D. Cap, who's the bad guy who took over this world that is shaped like a skeleton and separated them to take over somehow or for some reason. And this is a, a thing taken from the other game where this island is shattered into different parts and you have to rejoin the island, the magical yeah. hat game. And they really should have just kept with that. <laughs> like monster island theme it makes no sense that this island is shaped like a femur a heart a yeah. leg Skeleton. All that kind of yeah all yeah. these different pieces it's this is full of you know puns and stuff that are maybe not as funny as konami ones but even all the lands you know it's tibuland or pumpington for the heart level and these different mm-hmm. goofy mm-hmm. names you know it's like for your tips section in here it's like use your head here's how to get ahead blah 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 that tip section is pretty is somewhat uh, humorous. I I did read that, yeah. and it goes through you know explains the options, bonus games, controls. It does tell you what the potions do vaguely, and you do get an enemy section with just two bosses in it. Yeah, that's pretty lame. kind of perfunctory there, but it does have the tip section, which is actually pretty useful because it's the only place it even mentions that you can do that flutter by hitting C to float yeah. down. That's not in the controls, so shame on them. But it does not mention any of the items you find in... Nope, just the potions. The thing. So that's that's kind of lame, I thought. And a little incomplete, I guess. But the gameplay isn't that complex, so I'd, I think you'd be okay. Well, if, you know. bonus in my book. It does have two pages of scorebook. Yes, score grid is back. And it, it gives you the options of date, name, and success. I love the idea that you're just... Like I failed. I failed to yeah. beat the game today. 
Well, on August 1st at 11 p.m., I failed again. Uh, and then finally, as all good Sega manuals do, it does tell you how to handle your cartridge. That's right. And on the back page, full color ad for Streets of Rage, a city cries out. Yeah. I bet you bought this game and looked at that and said, hmm. <laughs> should have hmm. got that. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, Nick, what is your personal history with Decap Attack? I don't really have one. I remember it being out vaguely, seeing ads and stuff, but never played it. I feel like I saw ads for this game in comic books. Yeah, yeah. This is like a comic book, you know, audience. They really, really shoot for for them with this one. But sure, I never sure. saw it or played it at all in its initial release. Same here. Same here. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience here with Decap Attack? Well, sir, I beat this game uh, in about three sessions, I think. I, I used save states between levels. I also beat the game. I played it on the Genesis Collection on my Switch and therefore heavily utilized the rewind feature. Mm, yes. Uh, making sure I always had a head to throw. I didn't really, since I didn't have the rewind and I was I was trying to save in between levels, like I did not have that head as much as I would have liked. Which is a real bummer because it's not nearly as fun to use that close up gross chest <laughs> protrusion. It's a strange attack. Although if you ever play Psychic or Psycho Fox, you can see where it comes from because they're a similar sprite. And the Psycho Fox has this kind of weird, long, cartoony arm that comes out and punches straight out of the middle of his sprite. So it's, it's pretty one-to-one. -one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it is. All right, folks. This is it, the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this might be, if not the most, one of the most, Genesis Blarty, Blartiest soundtracks <laughs> and sound effect heavy games we've played in a at least a long time it is it's very classic genesis and i'm here for it man I, I really like the soundtrack a lot to this game same but man sometimes when you're like killing a boss and it's just those that fm uh synthesis chip that only the genesis can can recreate it yeah, was yeah. a beautiful Genesis sound experience for sure. Uh, but beyond that, you know, that was probably one of the highlights of the game because while this game does have pretty good graphics, they feel very inconsistent. Like thematically? Yes. Yeah. I, I've i wondered too, where I'm like, some of these feel enemies feel like hangovers or hang and the, holdovers from the magical hat, you know? Very... But they're not. That's the weirdest part. I know. <laughs> but they also don't look like they belong in this game either. Right. I mean. Like those ducks? Yeah, there's just like a duck or... And it's a really wacky looking duck, like a cartoony like duck. It, it's got a bit of a Tiny Toons vibe. And that's the problem is like, it's actually like a well, it's a good looking duck. It just does not look like it should be in this game. Yeah, it's got some decent flight animation. I think for the most part, the animation's pretty good. Uh, the backgrounds are good, but it's got that uh, kind of Genesis-y thing where the background itself fights for attention with the foreground so sometimes i don't know where to jump or what i can interact yeah. with i found that a uh, problem a lot and when i went back to look at magical hat it seems like those backgrounds were definitely more cartoony and in contrast 
to the game. I feel like maybe the ones in this one were a little rushed and therefore it's a little muddier and, and hard to tell what you're supposed to do in certain areas. Well, and your backgrounds aren't like an open blue sky with some clouds. It's a bunch of clouds going by and stuff. And it's like, wow, okay, this is uh, distracting me from the action sometimes. You kind of got to learn to filter it out. And there are uh, some points where there's some unclear platforms, as we mentioned. But but in its, the game's defense, it, it never cost me a life or anything. It was yeah. mostly just inconvenience. Yeah, there's not really any... Or many pit deaths in this game. I think there's just some lava sections in a few spots. Yeah, but that does get me to one of my other bigger complaints about this game is that it just has that level design that I am not a huge fan of. That big hanger of a level where it's like, you know, we've got X amount of squares we can use. How do we snake a level through that giant empty space? See, I didn't think this is as bad as as many other games in that it does have some it, it's more sonic like where you have multiple paths yeah it's that's that's its saving grace you do in fact it kind of reminds me a lot of sonic in the way you know you do have your momentum and you can really get cruising if you're good enough to master it but you got to find that item so there's also the exploration element that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was what kind Apparently of not a pulled, trouble for you at all no it well once I realized there were spots to poke around and look for items and, and that there were actual potions and stuff that are at least some of them are useful and and items that, you know, you can increase your life meter. I, I was into it. So I would check everywhere and every level. You know, I, I wanted every shrunken head statue uncovered. I mean, I was that way at first, but towards the end of the game, I was like, please just let as soon as I find that that special item, I'm gone. <laughs> Now, the main mechanic of this game, the head throwing, is really weird because, like we mentioned, it is not like a fireball. It's not a gunshot. It is a lob. Yeah. And then it bounces and sits there for a moment and then flies back to you, which, you know, you can't like you're you're almost helpless right after you've thrown that head. Well, you can run up and grab it if it's close. But yeah, I mean, you still have your your punch, your head punch. So you have something and you can jump on enemies like. I, don't, I, can I always tell forgot you, about that jumping on enemies part. I, I would sometimes too and do it on accident and be like, oh yeah, I don't need to do this. The like it, the the head punch really took me a while because the fact that it comes out of the center of your body drove me nuts. And it, uh, it I really had to unlearn expecting it to be like coming from my arm. Like I'm punching or swinging a sword and say Zelda 2, you know. It's, it's an odd timing and placement. But well, once I got used to it and stopped trying to play it like a different game, I, I've I came to find it use, uh, good enough, but I, I can tell you now I did not spend a lot of time with that skull. Like I fought almost all the bosses without it. And oh, really? Yeah. And they were super easy <laughs> like because you can just slam down on that punch and hit bosses four or five times in between an attack cycle. And gotcha. Especially if you power it up with a potion. Now, we did mention those weird poles briefly, but I want to go back to them real quick because I could never leave those poles with like a plan like you're supposed to be able to jump on it swings back and forth and you jump off of it and you have more momentum and height when you come off of it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i never had that anywhere near that amount of control with them yeah i i mean i guess they're they're fine there i i never seemed like there was anything special that i think help you uncover or they would just get you to other paths easier but thank goodness they were never an integral part of the level and that's another big bonus of this game i feel like this game knows its weak points and it never pushed you into those areas too deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I feel like I might have been comparing this game to 
Psycho Fox and Kid Cool, where you are like frustratingly out of control. It's bizarre how fast you accelerate. Like you can barely move at all. And then once you get going, you're instantly flying through the air. And it's it's so jarring. And there's a bit of it here, but they seem to have flattened that curve a little bit so that it's not as frustrating. And of course, the only way you can get a second hit in either of those other games was to have the skull or... I know in Psycho Fox, it's a little bird that sits on your shoulder and flies out. Oh, that's but, so much cooler. But that takes a hit for you as well. You know, those items only last until you get hit once. So I was very cautiously right. exploring the game, you know? Oh, for sure. I just think the the momentum of this game is this is the best they came to fully realizing it, I think, as a, as a fun thing to use. Because it's not really, to my experience in the other games, but I... It's similar enough in so many ways to Sonic. I feel like Sonic came along and just kind of ate their lunch because why would you keep trying this <laughs> when someone right. else already seems to have done it better, you know? Yeah, no, I, I see that entirely. I think it's hilarious that you never had a problem with that finding that item. And it, it vexed me so much that by the time <laughs> I got to the final like two levels, I was just very methodically like, okay, I will slowly go through and destroy every single one of these to make sure I find it. And, you know, because sometimes they're like in a little off path. You go like a mm -hmm. weird way. Yeah, I, I think the first time it happened to me, I was like, oh, what is this? And then the second time I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I forgot that. And then the third time I was like, how in the world did I forget to find that stupid thing? I kept wondering because I was like, what do these even do or what's their point? You know, I, I thought for sure I would have missed one, but I, I didn't. So I, I never sent me back. So I, I wasn't even particularly looking for them, but I was just such a, a nosy player that I just had to find it all. Right, folks this is it the time we take this game level by level or world by world i don't know what the i think we have seven stages divided into three areas okay that's the the nomenclature for this one so we'll go level by level uh you know and that's the thing each area itself is fairly similar inside the levels mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you start the game you get to see uh max decap talking to frankenstein igor they tell you to go out the world separates, and then you are in the very first level, Abdomain Land. Abdomain Land? Yeah, I think it's Abdomain Land. Okay, uh, that's level one. Yes, and it is a, you're in a kind of cliff environment. You got a lot, it's a cloudy background with some mountains. There's a bunch of trees with skulls in them. Yeah, all the trees are dead. So there's there's a dead skull, trees in the foreground. In the background, there's like little uh, palm trees with skulls on them, etc. Very deadly. Um, we'll see some of the, the easier enemies. You've got arrowheads, I believe they're called. They're little green. They look like they're they kind of have an apple-y vibe for some reason, I think. But I see that. Again, doesn't really look very scary. They have an arrow they shoot off their head. Slowly, a very slowly shot yeah. arrow. Here's those, oh, you got those ducks we talked the about. Ducks, yeah, yeah. Uh, little, you got like you got little creatures with like a beanie on, little propeller beanie guy. Yeah, yeah. Werewolves or something. Uh, you got yeah, a some, little, yeah, <laughs> classic uh, sheet ghost. The werewolf takes two hits. That's the only thing that makes it interesting. Yeah, and you know when you stomp enemies in this, it's not like Mario where you bounce off and they're dead. You you stomp them once and they're like half in the ground, and then they can get out unless you finish the job with another stomp. Correct. 
mostly this level is introducing you. You've got classic uh, collapsing bridges as you follow them mm-hmm. over Cloud some lava. platforms you got to jump across. Yeah, yeah, which are the same color as the clouds in the background. So not cool game. You know, kind of <laughs> kind of distracting. Uh, and then you get to the boss of this first level. Does he have a name? Uh, his name is Bullhead. Okay, not a horrible stereotype. Right, right. Uh, because he is a native man with uh, bones in his beard, perhaps? I guess, or so it appears. He's got horns, of course. It's, it's a very large, strange, ogreish creature. And his main attack is he just throws that mask, the horned mask, around in the air, walks back and forth, and jumps. Yeah, and this, you know, we should mention, like, in... Uh, He's in level one, three, but one, two is like a vertical level. And this level was heading to the left. Yeah. So you get a little bit of different scrolling there. And uh, like we said before, you can either, you know, headbutt this guy a bunch. Or if you can aim the throne head correctly, it'll land in its path or on him when he stops. And then he's just taking hits every second till he dies. Yeah, yeah. Which is the quickest way, I'm sure. So quick that I had to watch a video to see what his other attacks were. <laughs> well, and, you know, this is one of the areas, too, where it's like right by the goal. If you jump upwards, you can find a little heart and stuff to replenish some life because I feel like they're a little apologetic for not refilling your life in between levels, truly. Uh, but I think in general, you know, the two hits per heart, like it was very rare that I actually Like I would always take a a huge beating and still manage to come out of it because you do get a pretty long invincibility. It's like two full seconds every time you're hit. So it's I I don't know. They there's some self correction in the game. I think. Okay. And once you do defeat a level and its boss, and the level you were in returns to its original position in the center of the screen of islands, uh, reconstituting the body island chain that it makes up yes and then you can move on to level two elbow island (laughs) b-e-a-u and this is the water level yeah kind of a water and lava uh backgrounds are similar but you get more of like a scaffolding type look you know Mm -hmm. lots of areas to duck in you you can swim by pressing your jump button uh we'll see some jellyfish down there that are new otters otters Uh, yes yes and there are we did see one of these i think in in world one two but you'll see many sequences where it's a vertical stack of lots of the bouncy blocks Mm -hmm. or air vents it yeah or yeah air vents that'll push you up uh but you can actually scale these vertical ones it took me a minute to figure this out by using your little flutter as you bounce off it and you you curve back but are able to flutter to a higher position than you started so that's actually enlisted in the tips and tricks section yeah yeah so you got to kind of master that i mastered it after i went and read about it in the tips and tricks section because i had no clue how i was going to get around that first wall of them there's a couple spots i don't remember i used potions to get by by increasing my jump at certain ones but or there's one definitely later I, I did not figure out for a <laughs> embarrassing amount of time. And the underwater portions are very, very brief. Uh, now, in 2-2, there is, uh, you're in a cave, a lot more lava. Mm-hmm. And the big uh, change in this one is it's got a lot of those Mario 1 columns of elevators going up and down. You got to jump between, that kind of stuff. Moving yeah, platforms. Yeah. But with the flutter, not too tough. No. Uh, you make it to 2-3 where the boss resides. That's right. This is a vertical downward scrolling level. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and full of potions and stuff. We should say there's lots of, uh, oh, here's the item for this level, a book. A book. And the boss of this level, I think, is the other named boss. That's right. It's Toad. Toady, I think. Yes, Toady. And it is a creepy, weird boss. It's a pretty detailed sprite. It looks cooler than most of the other bosses, like for just being a big, scary-ish toad. With fanged teeth, but its main attack is that out of holes in its back, it shoots out tiny toads. That's right. There's like, there is a, a, a some toad that keeps its eggs in its back. So I guess it's based off of that thing. Okay, okay. I remember seeing a horrifying nature documentary with it in there. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> it is. And uh, again... You have to either destroy the little toads or they will hurt you. Uh, but it sits in the middle of the screen when it's shooting out those little toads for a very long time. Land that skull on it. Yeah. And I'm guessing you just ran up and took some hits. And Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. It's pretty easy given the generous, as I said, generous invincibility and your, your the length of your life meter in a way to just trade punches with most of these bosses and come out ahead, especially mm -hmm. if you use that potion. Mm. The one that increases your the strength of your hits? Yeah, the Ooze O2. Gotcha. Now, the next level is level three, Timbuland. Not the famous rapper or the shoes, <laughs> but a tibula mixed with a land. Yeah. This is a very interesting level because level the very first level is a forced side-scrolling level. Yeah, you're being chased by a giant totem pole that is destroying you or any enemies that touch it. Yeah, but you know the pace of the level and the sparseness of enemies... I thought it made this very easy. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the only time it, it even gets close to being difficult is at the end. And here, here was a section where you have to go up and then down a little section of those bumpers right at the very end. And that was where I, I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'll have to use, uh, I used a potion before I had mastered that flutter power because you don't have time to keep goofing around. You only have a few seconds to get over this before that totem pole catches up to you. So. I did lose some lives here. And I never thought I'd hear you utter the phrase until I mastered the flutter power. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the second world or part of level, level 3-2, is a vertical area. And it is all about utilizing those uh, jumping boxes. Yeah, yeah. You know, taking you up and up and up. You know, luckily, no pit deaths here. You just fall and it's annoying. But uh, the enemies stay dead. So, you know, once you clear an area out, it's pretty easy to make your way back up to the top. Yeah, and at the very top, we'll see maybe the first appearance of a piranha plant-like creature that bites and jumps. They're one of the few enemies that's actually pretty difficult. Like, I yeah. would avoid and, and them. And creepier than most of your normal enemies here because it has eyes in its mouth. What a gross evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third level is a nice mix of, you know, platforms in the air, some light swimming. Yeah, yeah, they've got some, I, we might have seen a few of these, but here, especially in the underwater section in the middle, there's a lot of destroyable blocks. Uh, this is a place you can explore. This level has one of your heart power-ups to increase your life. Mm -hmm. This level, kind of, I started getting into it. I was like, all right, we've got little different paths to check out and stuff. So I was having fun. And then the boss, uh, which goes unnamed, is yeah. like, uh, well, he's like a giant uh, evil ninja turtle or battle toad. Yeah, yeah, he's a green ogreish thing with horns, spiky shoulder pads, a yellow breastplate or chest piece. It's hard to say. Uh, and he rides a water spout like from a whale. Yeah, around the level very slowly, and you just have to avoid him and hit him a whole bunch. When he stops, his head rotates and he spits out fireballs. It is very easy. This was when I 
was able to beat the first time with with no skull. No skull, indeed. In fact, the skull's not that helpful because he never lands on the ground. So Right, right. But he is so slow that it doesn't take much to destroy him. Once you have destroyed him, the right leg returns to the skeleton island chain, and you move on to the fourth level, Armington. Armington. Armington, Virginia. Here we got, a, <laughs> this is a pretty cool looking level. It's a lot of underwater sections. Yep. Those some, otters are back. Otters. They're, they're, yeah. They're your standard jumping out of water enemies. And there's also that uh, spiky turtle Mario ripoff in this level. Yeah, it's it's a weird and kind of a pain in the butt enemy because it has a spiked shell that you cannot jump on. But, you know, you can't crouch to attack where it is. So it'll do this thing where it extends up and then you can attack it. But your first attack will just knock its shell off. So they're kind of not worth it. You also didn't mention how gross it looks without its shell. Oh, that's true. It is also a gross little like mollusk or <laughs> some sort of shellless skeleton or shellfish. Uh, and then this is also the introduction of possibly the worst enemy of the game, that walking fish, the red one. It is a weird kind of angry looking fish that jumps out of the water. It'll walk around, but it'll come after you once you mm -hmm. get close. And it takes three hits, I think. More hits than you want to spend on it. And on yeah. top of that, it looks like it is it looks like it's out of like uh the Simpsons game or something. It is totally in it from another game. It's yeah, yeah, it is quite cartoony. But yeah, I hate them. Anytime I see them, I try to avoid them at all costs. Yeah, it's like avoid them or edge them on the edge of the screen if you have the skull and kill them before you truly have to interact. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, uh part two is almost entirely underwater, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says vertical downward scrolling. One where you're zigzagging up and down while swimming through. And then the third one is a mix of water and lava with all of the same enemies. Make sure you find that secret item. And while it's cool the secret items are different, they should just be like a key because they don't do anything. Yeah, and that's something too that they only barely mentioned in the manual was that there are secret items hidden in every... Like it's, it's like almost a throwaway line. So you might not even realize it, you know? Yeah. Well, you'll realize it once you get to the end and it tells you to go find it. Oh, yeah. As did I. Uh, this is a pretty big level with lots of little routes to explore until you get to the boss. And what is, is this boss? I think it's a brain. The manual says the boss here is a brain with a mind of its own. Well, okay. It looks like a brain that flies around, but then at some point it splits apart. Yeah. And then there's like a little blob creature inside it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it throws or shoots out other little brain creatures at you pretty simple it hovers always uh, above the ground so you can just duck under it anytime it moves is it invincible when it's the brain is closed up i think so i was just waiting for it to stop and then i would jump and just get ready you know what i mean it's yeah you can't just stand next to it and slam away with your head punched you have to you know you can usually get one or two hits in per jump so it's but the little like goop goomba things that shoots out are Easy to kill, very slow, so you're never really in any danger here. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you have defeated this level, the arm and shield return to the skeleton, and you move on to the heart level you mentioned earlier, Pumpington. That's right, Pumpington. It's my favorite Weezer album. <laughs> now, uh, this is the desert. Yeah, it, it's, it is a very deserty looking cliff area. Lots of lava in, in this level. Mm -hmm. There's volcanoes in the background. I think this is my favorite looking level. Because it's nice and bright, and it's easy to tell the foreground from the background for the most part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Again, uh, more swimming, more lava. 
I don't think there's any new enemies in this area. There's a lot of those werewolves, though. I know 5-2 is a level where you have that tank thing following you, kind of like the totem pole. Yes, only uh, it's only on the bottom of the screen, and it has a disgusting alien tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that shoots out and tries to eat you. Um, and the thing that makes this level a little bit harder is that there are breakable blocks in the way. Yeah, so you got to be ready and stay on top of that. But Or you can just jump on top of them all and flutter and usually go over most of them. If you can make it up there, yeah, you can jump out of the top of the screen. So I found this one to be easier than the totem pole. Agreed. All right. And then finally, the third one is uh, more like the last. It's got lots of birds, lots of those gross spiked turtle shells, lots of jumping spots, the forced jumping blocks. Yeah, yeah, nothing too crazy till you get to the boss. Uh, holy moly. Is that the name of the boss, or are you just expl- exclaiming? Oh, no, the, that's uh, the name. What the boss feels like. Sorry if you couldn't hear my capitalization of that proper noun. Gotcha. Well, the mole uh, creeps along. You see the dirt moving from where it is, and then it pops up out of the ground. I think maybe the dirt that pops out can hurt you. Maybe. Um. Oh, yeah, it throws dirt at you, and it has sunglasses on that pop off when you hurt it. But since you know where it's going to stop, you can just have a head sitting there and it will hit it like three times as it knocks it away. Nice. Yeah. Another very easy and simple boss pattern. No no sweat, even without the skull. Indeed. And so the uh, Volcano Heart Island rejoins the body chain. That's why this doesn't make any sense, you know. (laughs) And then you go to the very next level, level six. This is the worst name of all. It's not even a fun pun. Last leg land? Last leg. Yeah, last leg land. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is man. that? It was the last effort. Lots of ghosts and ice. They've given you some ice because you thought, hey, you know, the momentum wasn't weird enough in this game as it was. Yeah, yeah. Although, Mix it up with ice. I didn't think the ice was that bad because I was just fluttering through the air or swimming. Yes, like uh, correct. What is bad is the new enemies that this level throws at you. One is a tramp style clown yeah skating around (laughs) it's a worn out tuxedo and then what's the little thing there's like a little thing with like a i yeah i don't know it's a little green guy with a big mallet and he'll swing it and hit the ground Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to ever do anything to me i don't know it's pretty easy i mean i guess if it hits you it hurts you yeah yeah uh the second level is almost all ice and there's a couple places where it's like you have to figure out how to it's like a little bit of an ice maze loop using jumps and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It is a vertical, too. Mm-hmm. Third level, more of the same. You have another uh, elevator platform section in the middle. It's kind of inside a building or something. It's kind of weird. looks cool. <laughs> yes, it looks almost as cool as the boss of this level. Yeah, I don't know the name, but it says, the manual says, you're going to go ape over this one. I thought it was more of an abominable snowman type creature. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a disgusting uh, biped. I don't know. It's a it's a big, hairy, gray monster. And it jumps down in the middle of the screen, and then it, it jumps around and stomps, I think. Yeah, these bosses are so easy. They're, they're just not memorable. I, I remember seeing it and just, you know, this was one where by now I was like, all right, look, I've got, throughout the game, I did find two. I'm not sure how many there are of the health bar upgrades. So I was like, I had like four and a half hearts of life so i just did not care i just turned on the uzo 2 and just traded punches and brutalized this guy yeah or girl i mean i've been to talk to you about that off mic but <laughs> you need to watch the use of that uzo 2 bro it's... i'm gonna get canceled I, it does sound like a drug name man i know right i got the uzo 2 on my head i'm tweaking well, out 
Now, uh, that final leg does return to the body island chain, and you move on to the seventh level, the final level, island. Island. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Oh, we did get it at the same <laughs> uh, time. Uh, and this and, is kind uh, of a spookier level. You got the more like purple. You got some neat skull creature things in the Yeah, the whole level looks like it's like melting, and there's ethereal stuff in the background. But most of the level or enemies are pretty much the same. Yeah, I don't think there's a single new enemy in this final level, sadly. Yeah, a couple couple split paths, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. The second one is more of the same. You're just water, caves. It's vertical, man, yeah. Watch out. I was just burning. I knew this was the last level, so I was burning through potions here. Yeah, yeah. And why not? That's what they're for. And then the final 7-3 is back to a left-to-right screen where you, you know, you've got water, lava, nothing too new or crazy here that we haven't seen or dealt with before. No, not until you get to the final boss of this level and the game. It's Max D Max D Cap Max D Cap Max D Cap. Yes, Max D Cap himself, and he is a giant, ugly, ogreish brute. He looks like he's from Mad Max, like Lord Humongous or something, or Master Blaster. Like, yes, but also extremely cartoony. Yeah, yeah, not dangerous or deadly at all. No, no. He was the only boss I came close to having a tough time just because of his longevity. It takes a lot of hits to bring this and guy down. It's very hard to avoid him because he just shuffles in a very odd, oddly uh, animated way back and forth across the screen. Yeah, yeah. He is a huge boss. He's one of, the, if not the biggest. Uh, now, after a certain point when you attack him, he does change color. And with so many hits, he splits apart and then uh, will shoot a fireball at you uh, that slowly moves around the room. And then at some point, two fireballs. Yeah, you got to keep avoiding them. And I mean, that's with the lack of space to move around with your your momentum based movement can be tricky to manipulate here. Yeah, just go all out and get rid of every single potion you have left in your inventory. In my case, I was drinking a lot of swill, which Mm. is invincibility. So you can just stand there and blast away. Oh, I thought you were referring to the natty light (laughs) or the uh, do you remember that old? SNL commercial with like I Bill do. Murray, where it's like mm-hmm. dredged from the shores of Lake Erie. Swill. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with three color changes, he will turn gray, explode and die. And the head can re- rejoin the body island chain as it was meant to be. That's right. And you've saved the world of the island. They never say in the manual or anything what this world is called. So you you do get a nice little cutscene where it says, good, good job, Chuck. His weird uh, Maxi Caps evil fortress is now totally bogus, and it, it crumbles to dust, and then you awkwardly walk back home. Yeah, with a kind of a dark ending, because you, like, crawl up, and you're like, I died, and Frankenstein's like, don't worry, I have a special reward for you. Yes, and what is that special reward? He turns you into a little boy. A real boy. A little a real skinny, blonde, blue-eyed boy that... Looks like he's surely going to be eaten very soon in this horrible world <laughs> yeah. of monsters. I was laughing because I was like, all right, I was a little let down by this lame ending. I wasn't expecting much. But if I would have played this as an 11-year-old and got there, I would have been furious. I would have been like, what? He's like, yeah. the last thing I want to be is interesting or cool. Make me a little dork. Yeah. Shame on you, Frank Einstein. I should have your mad scientist license revoked. Yeah. You get a nice gold at the end after some uh, fake credits. And then it's hard reset to start this game anew.
All right, folks, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. Me too. Nothing in this game, nothing in this game is amazing, but it's all pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the music and sound effects are the highlight and stand out. I, I agree 100%. They they pull you through, even if the music does get a little covered up, as in most games, by the sound effects, uh, you know. Indeed. And, you know, like we said, some of the graphics do look out of place, but they're all, you know, very nice, very clean sprites. And you always know, at least as far as enemies go, what you're looking at. Backgrounds are interesting, just a little muddled. Agreed. Yes, a little busy back there. Next up is play control. And I gave this... A lower score at 2.0. I went with a 2.5. I just felt like you had to always use that flutter jump. Yeah, like, yeah. Always. And the mechanics of the center body punch was just weird and slow, along with that weird head mechanic. I mean, it is cool and fun, but I would have much rather just had it land in return or a little more control over it. I thought, you know, they, they give you a good number of like options to deal with enemies and stuff because you can stomp. You got your head punch. You got the throwing skull and stuff. The the weird momentum is takes getting used to. Everything about it does, but I think the level design bears that in mind. It was never frustrating me too much. And uh, by the end, I you know for the the mild challenges it presented, I felt I had enough control to deal with it. Same. And what about challenge factor, sir? I gave it a 3.0. I gave it a 3.5, but that's probably a little high. I think I was trying to keep that head on too much. Yeah, it can be frustrating to get it and then lose it right away where you're like, oh, man. But there's usually at least one or two per level spots to to get it back. But I I think in general, you know, the lack of a save or password is kind of tough. So it is kind of a a one sitting game. Mm -hmm. But that Mm -hmm. being said, it's pretty forgiving with the exception of not getting your life back in between levels you know indeed and the bosses aren't too rough uh or at all no uh, yeah, any stretch yeah. of the imagination it's definitely a, a doable game and finally we have theme and fun and i went with a 3.0 here i gave it a 2.5 i can definitely see that i think you enjoyed this game more than i did it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination yeah there's just not like a hook to it that really got me into it yeah it's it's pretty solid i think it's a game I wouldn't have been disappointed if I rented this game. I could probably have beaten it in a, a weekend, just kind of play through, check it out. It had enough little exploration and stuff for me to give, give me something to do. But it, it, like you said, there's there's nothing, it's no special X factor here. No gotta play kind of thing. Exactly. Which brings me to my final question of the show, Nick. Should you play this game? I don't know. It's solid, but not great. It's it's worth a chance. If, if you played the best and you want some of the rest, here it is. It's, it's pretty good for I, the rest, I think. Yeah, I said, don't worry about it unless you have it on a compilation already. Yeah, you and know. Then it's worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to blow your mind or change your world, but, you know, it's it's a good time, I guess. Good enough. Good enough. Next week's game is The Amazing Spider-Man for Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Maybe you're lucky enough to be playing it on the Analog Pocket. Oh, 
uh, ship to the first round of people at this point, but Ooh. that's not me. So yeah, me I'll be either. playing it on my RG350 probably. Sweet, sweet. I'll probably be but dealing yes. with it on Virtual Boy. <laughs> and play it any way you can. That's right. And do you know where I can get my hands on some Uzo too? Or even hey. some even some Claxy? I'll take anything. Hit me up at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And actually, real quick, I wanted to, before I forget, give a couple shout outs to uh, Cartridge Commandos, Brian and Sam. Let me stay at their place for a little while, helping me out. And as well as Cartridge Commando Dale, who, uh, although this is late, uh, about a month ago, tied the knot. So Cartridge, congratulations to him. Indeed, he is uh, and has been a great supporter of the show for well, ever since it's the beginning. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet him at your wedding. Yeah, he's so a, he's a all around great guy. Indeed, he is cool cat. Good luck and congratulations. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't uh, noticed, which uh, you should because you're listening, we're back. We're back on schedule. Uh, Nick is Yay. now in his new place he is no longer uh being forced to work a thousand hours a week by the man <laughs> yes uh i have uh, murdered my mother-in-law no i'm just uh. kidding i love jill i would never murder her uh but you oh. know i've got the schedule down of which days i'm doing what things it's all smooth sailing from here on out hopefully Clinch. and uh, we're gonna be back on schedule for all of our cartridge commandos out there yay thank you for your patience especially you. our patrons you know you guys are yes cool. You guys are so cool. Uh, and gals, thank and, you all so very much. Yeah. If you're not a patron, consider becoming one. Uh, you know, all the support you give us helps. We use the money just for the show. We use it to pay for our hosting fees, for our equipment, anything like that we need. And uh, if you don't give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. We really appreciate everyone that does give, though. Thank you so much for your patience and your generosity. Yes, yes. A thousand times yes. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Game, game on. on! That one might actually work. But do, 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 do. Really, right. if, if, if they, as long as they both last about the same... Because I could move them around, you know? Oh, that's know. true. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Maybe you're lucky enough to be playing it on the... Game Boy? Thing called... No, what's that thing? That new thing that just came out. New Game Boy? <laughs> game Boy 2. Game Man. Maybe you're lucky enough to be playing it on the Analog Pocket. 